Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Comics is on the air and in your ear. And once again, I am Martin, joined by the king of the casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, we have two exciting guests today. That's true, we do. We are we are talking some comics. We have Oliver Ho and Daniel Reynolds. Reynolds, they are the co-writers of Genghis Khan, which is uh, just out from Renegade Press. How are you guys? Great. Thanks very much for having us on. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. Thanks very much. Well, we are happy to have you on to talk about uh, to talk about your new book. So, I mean, there's obviously lots to talk about. Uh, first, let's talk about the uh, the how the idea came about and how you guys met and all that stuff. Okay, here's we'll, we'll trade off Oliver and I. So I'll <laughs> I'll tell you how we met. We we actually met years ago at a comic writing course in Toronto. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Ty Templeton. But he's a pretty, you know, sure well have. known. Yeah, I mean, he's he's fairly well known, and he's pretty prolific uh, in terms of you know conventions and the work he's done. One of the things he's do, he does in Toronto is he teaches a very he or he used to teach, I think, uh, uh, various uh, courses. I think he still teaches. I'm not sure, but he does you know his boot camp and various writing courses and art courses. So Oliver and I years ago we took these writing courses, and you know we 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 started to get ideas going, flowing from there, and and we actually worked on some smaller. You know, we've we've contributed to some various anthologies and stuff that have happened over the years. Uh, but I mean, geez, I don't know, Oliver. Now this now, I think this was back like I can't even remember 2010. It feels like so long ago. Yeah, but yeah, that, that that was, yeah. at least 10 years or more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's when we met, and and as a result of that, uh, I'll, I'll turn this over to Oliver. Now, then we were hanging out <laughs> one time, and we met some other people, and we and that started the that started the 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 idea for this story. Yeah, we um, and I, I feel free to jump in, Daniel. I can't remember the, some of the details. There was an event. Somebody we we went to. Uh, I think it was Grossman's Tavern, which is yeah. a an old an old pub uh, on uh, Spadina in Toronto. Uh, after class, I think uh, a group of us were there, and one of the other students uh, had a friend who came along, and we were just sitting around. We were having a beer and chatting and. This friend of a friend uh, was chatting and said that he had just completed this uh, amazing road rally. Uh, he, he had taken part in this road rally called, uh, I think it was the Mongol Rally, um, which was this this road rally all over Europe and Asia. And um, he was telling us uh, about it and, and all of his adventures. And as he was doing that, Daniel and I were listening and we both kind of looked at each other and you know, we both had like that kind of look in our eye, like, Hey, this is a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and Daniel said, you know, he he pulled me aside and said, we got to do something with it. We got to, this would be a great setting for a story. What kind of story could it be? So then he and I just started bouncing ideas, just kind of, you know, the way you do sitting around chatting and throwing ideas and go, Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. an even better idea. And, and I, and that was that. And then I thought, okay, that was a fun, a fun evening. Uh, and then the next day, I think Daniel called me or left me a, 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 sent me a note or something where he said, like, I haven't forgotten about our conversation. <laughs> like, or we are, yeah. we are, yeah. we are going to do something with this. And, uh, and then we just, uh, started meeting up and throwing ideas around. Part of it was, um, just the, the goal of, of wanting to collaborate together. Like we, we just wanted to work together on something mm-hmm. and we really liked these ideas we were coming up with. And part of, part of it was also, we were 
excited to sort of try out all of these techniques and and things that we had learned in the, these classes with mm-hmm. Ty. Um, and uh, and so we just sort of uh, uh, started that way. We kind of we we started outlining story ideas and we talked about kind of things that we liked and things that we wanted to try to, to make it different. And eventually we had kind of a rough outline and then we started writing a script and we kind of broke it up uh, mm-hmm. where we, we might say, OK, I'll work on this part. You work on that part and then we'll meet up again in a week or two and then we'll swap. I'll take the part mm-hmm. you worked on and you take mine and we'll just keep doing that. And we did that for about a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, and the idea is, I mean, once it got going from there, I mean, in terms of coming up with like the setting, you know, the cross country road race. I mean, there's so many like it feels like there's movies and, and, and various uh, other things that, like in that sense that 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 trade off on that scene, the, the sort of international intrigue road race. You know, we like the history element of it that we, we incorporate into the story. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, it just, it sort of, it came together and I was like, you know, like crime elements, thriller elements. So that sort of stuff came together quite well. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just uh, flowed from there. Yeah. It's, and it's really, it's been like a labor of love kind of project because, you know, he and I, Daniel and I worked on it on a script for about a year exactly. And at the end of the year, we both kind of looked at this finished script and thought, okay, like that's something to be proud of. We've made a script like good for us. Like this is actually kind of good. Now what do we do? And so then we uh, started looking around to see uh, if we could find artists to work with us and how would we do that? I, I, I had done a, an independent comic uh, around that time um, uh, where I wrote scripts and worked with artists. And in that process, I kind of figured out, for myself, a process of getting making contracts and and figuring out, you know, um, um, all of that side of things. So we kind of said, OK, let's let's do this for real. Like, let's really make like make contracts with people. We're not just kind of saying um, like we want to be professional about it. We don't want to just say, you know, can you do this and how much how much can we pay you for it? We said, OK, let's work on an actual page rate and all of that sort of thing. And um we found one artist to work with and we started and it worked really well, but then he had to drop out because he had other things going on. And so then we found we had to find another artist and, and, uh, and that that's Chris Peterson, who we ended up working with for the whole project. And he's amazing. He's an excellent artist. Um, but his, his life was also quite busy. So it took quite a long time going back and forth to yeah. uh, eventually get it all done. And, and then lettering and all all of the steps involved. It was uh, uh, several years, like from yeah. start to finish, from the original, you know, night at Grossman's Tavern to now when we're actually on a podcast talking about it. It's yeah. like it's like more than eight years, you know. Um, yeah, Oliver's not, Oliver's not kidding. It was definitely a labor of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we're so well, we understand. We're so grateful to pe- people like Alexander at Renegade for for taking the project on as a publisher, you know, we, we were sort of committed to doing it ourselves, like, because we thought, okay, this is, no one's going to do it for us. Right. Like we, we mm-hmm. got to do it. And, it, and it meant that we had to do every single step. We had to find artist, letterer, cover, book designer, printer, uh, mm-hmm. get it on Amazon, get it on comiXology, get it wherever we could. And then after we did all that, 
Chris, our, the artist, said, you know, you should send this to my friend Alex at Renegade. He, I think he might be interested in it. So we kind of put a pitch together for it and said, like, we have like a completed comic. Um, and we kind of did all of the the sort of pitch process of pitching a, a thing to the publisher. And, you know, he he said, yes, he's really liked it. But he said, but I want it in color. then we had to do the whole process okay let's find a colorist you know and how do we how do we do all that what's that whole process involved Uh, what does that all involve so you know i'm not complaining because it means that we you know we learned a lot you know from from step one to till now um but i'm also just really grateful that it actually has found a home with the publisher you know somebody somebody other than daniel or me who thinks, hey, this is a pretty good book. <laughs> that that alone means uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I suppose any time you could take a little bit uh, less work off the plate, then <laughs> probably yeah. better. Yeah, and just and just the validation, you know, yeah. that you know we're not just two weirdos. Who, <laughs> I mean, we are two weirdos. Yeah, yeah, but we're sure. not. We're not just two weirdos <laughs> we are also two weirdos who made a book that at least one other person seemed to think yeah. okay this is worth you know taking a risk on <laughs> yeah we've we've known chris for years and uh for sure he's so talented but yes his yeah. his schedule is definitely uh not something that you <laughs> that you really want to try to fight through half the time no. yeah we we really lucked out with him, and we we got Taylor Esposito to do the lettering, uh, and uh, then as as Oliver mentioned, we got the coloring in done later, and we got uh, Ruth Redman to do that, and she's great. Uh, and then our book designer, Sophia Paz Lang, who did that did some great work. Uh, and then our, even our cover artist, uh, you know, a lot of these were online connections. And another guy that I met via Twitter, uh, Joe Applegate, and it's amazing how it all came together over the years. Uh, and now it's very it's yeah, like Oliver said, it's very kind of uh, edifying to be at the end of the process and be talking about it be like all right it's i think it's in stores now as far as i know yeah 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 because i mean i met up with alex and he was uh, and he was delivering copies to stores so that's uh that's that seems a good thing yeah yeah all right (laughs) and he's been so great to work with i mean everybody along the way that's another thing that's just been really uh helpful you know and i'm grateful for that Mm -hmm. That nobody's like everybody's just been, you know, their work is exceptional. Everybody's work is amazing, um, and uh, and they've all been great to work with. So, mm-hmm. in a way, I'm kind of sad to see it go, but mm. not really. I'm happy <laughs> to see it. In order. <laughs> so, did you write it chronologically, or did you write the ending and work backwards, or kind of how did you guys go about the actual story structure and creating it? Well, like Oliver was saying, we 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 started with very much like drafting out like ideas like writing a very like a uh, what's the word like a treatment and sort of saying then this happens and this happens and this happens and getting sort of like a sense of like the ups and downs of the story and and figuring out what, what how many characters we'd need and sort of figuring out what the main uh let's say pivot points of the plot would be and in this case we sort of knew you know there was a to a certain extent because we're talking about like a, a cross country road rally race you know, we have this, we have very much a starting point and an end point. So you can sort of shape it around the idea of, you know, here's, here, here's the, the start of this journey, literally. And, 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 you know, the character is, you know, the character, our main character, Alexis Shrapnel is learning the ropes of rally racing and getting involved in sort of the, the underground, the, the criminal aspect of the story. And that sort of 
helped shape where the conflicts and the plot were going to go. So it was very much a, a chronological piece. What's interesting is, is that then once we sort of had like a first, you know, started to flesh out scenes, it was, you know, the book was maybe 40, 50, then it was 75 pages, then it was 100 pages. And it kept kind of growing as we figured out, oh, you know, what would be good is if we could add a little more here, add a little more there, flesh out this action sequence, you know, so it goes from maybe a page to three pages, you know, that sort of thing. So it, 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 it was very um, like organic from there because you, you could almost reread it and sort of say, oh, you know what's really missing here? There's not enough of a connection between this character and this plot point or not enough. You know, we can, we can you know, have a flashback here and then structure the flashback to sort of match up with that or be a double as a reference. So it was very much a a uh, let's say the superstructure, the, the main the main sort of the first draft, let's say, was very much written in a chronological way. But there was a constant refining. For, you know, from the from the rough sort of plotting it out. And I should add also, uh, you know, we were talking about learning how to write comics. That's sort of what we learned from Ty Templeton. One of the starting things was you're you're always trying to think in terms of space. You know, when you when you write like a, a screenplay, you got you're thinking about time. But in this case, you're thinking about space. So you have to think about how many pages you want to you know, what kind of actions you can put on a page and how many pages you want to get into. So you're so we sort of had a a a. a a, a technique where we were trying to, you know, map out pages and even sketching them out, little stick figures and stuff to try and figure out, okay, we can have the car do this. And then, you know, Alexis confronts, uh, you know, this character here. And then there's, you know, there's a, this happening and we could sort of see how much we could fit on each page. So, I mean, that's sort of a secondary part of it. Well, I shouldn't say it's a secondary part of it. It's, it's really the secondary part of it for the writer once they get the, 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 you know, the dialogue and stuff sort of thought out. But some of it is really very much just based around the idea that you have to plot out how much you can fill on each page and when it makes sense to turn the page, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's very much, um, uh, was very much uh, foremost in our minds. Yeah. Ty, Ty was really good with, um, story structure, um, talking about his sort of theory and approach to story structure and also his approach to, um, to creating stories. He had a very practical approach because he's super busy. Like he's, he's very prolific, like Daniel said. And he often, I forget exactly how he said it, but he would say something like, imagine you have to do four comics a month. You have to write four. How are you going to do that? It helped And his approach would, it would be to, I, I would, I think it would be, to, to focus on structure, to make, to, to, uh, on story structure, to help you um, get scripts down, at least uh, as a first draft. And I think it also helped that, that there were two writers on this project. So Daniel and I both have different writing backgrounds and, um, and different interests. Um, so uh, it, it gave us a chance to kind of bounce ideas off each other. Mm -hmm. And whenever I, when I, I remember, thinking when I would see the script and now when I see the comic, I can sort of see like, oh yeah, this was totally the thing Daniel did. And oh, this is the thing I think I did. And I think, and you could sort of see these two, two minds kind of, it really is a collaboration on the yeah. writing side. All of the, all of the research, uh, like the historical research that we layered into it, that's all Oliver. I'll, I'll, I'll happily give all the credit to Oliver. <laughs> Are you the one of you gearheads? You know, uh, not not really. I had a friend of mine who was like, oh, I didn't know you were into rally racing. And I was like, well, not necessarily into rally, <laughs> racing, but very much into the idea of like the skill set and the and like the and like 
the 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 intrigue of it like the the fact that there's races that are like longer format like i know the mongol rally itself is like a race it's more of a charity thing it's not it's not you know neck and neck and i know rally racing is is obviously different from you know formula one or whatever else but the 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 just the uh, some of those races are so fascinating in terms of like how they how they work and how they function uh, you know, I always think of like Le Mans, like the 24 hour race, like these, these ideas where it's like, it's a feat of, it's like a feat of endurance. So all that sort of stuff came into it where it's like in, in our story, it's like this, you know, this, a, a woman who's, or, you know, any person really, but this, in this case, is this woman who's drawn into this. And then it's like learning the ropes of rally racing where it's like, yeah, this is how it works. Like the, the you know, you're, 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 you're trying to navigate, you're trying to go as fast as you can. You're kind of racing against the clock and yourself and other people like, you know, there's a lot of, it was a lot of interesting stuff to the car stuff. You know, we like cool cars. I won't lie to you. I, uh, drawing car, I don't know. If, I don't know if Chris actually likes drawing cars, but it was cool to have cars in the book. Yeah. If there's like a couch potato with a gearhead, then I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally down with that. And it's going to sound really corny, but I kind of like the metaphor of the race, you know, um, as in terms of, you know, it gives you all these benefits of um, there's a, a constricted, you know, time span. There are the stakes are right up front. And also it's a really cheesy, maybe cheesy thing. But for the main character, part of her thing is her racial identity, the idea of race as a racial identity. And I just something in my mind was like, oh, I kind of like that. It's also a race race. there's a car race and then there's like the ethnicity race and there's a neat thing and for me anyway uh, nobody it doesn't i don't think anybody would really care about that (laughs) but it kind of tickled me as we were writing it i thought i kind of like that um yeah and i think i think chris sorry go ahead I, i think chris said early on that he um he also was into drawing cars I can we get a little biography of each of one of the uh, main characters just uh, so the listeners have an idea of who it is we're talking about? Sure. So, yeah, I, maybe we should have let off with that. So Genghis Khan is a story of Alexis Shrapnel, who is a, a, a con woman. She, she considers herself one of the best liars going. That's one of the, her, her, her whole sense of self is shaped around how she, she's really good with the words, but She's kind of at loose ends. She's kind of in her on, you know, working at a used car lot and she's just kind of, you know, conning people and selling cars and just, she's estranged from her twin sister and, and her sister is actually the nav, a navigator in a, in a rally car. So her sister, Abigail is the navigator and she has, she works, uh, with a driver named Ralph Stackhouse. So those are sort of the, the, let's say the triangle to start with. Uh, and so, I, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but basically she, the, you can sort of, there's a twin sister and one sort of takes a place to the other, dot, dot, dot. And so she gets drawn into this international road rally race that is sort of funded by a, a cabal of criminals, including one very, uh, well-known one named Red Sweeney. So he's sort of the villain of the book and sort of the, the, one of these criminal guys who's running his empire and sort of a hothead and getting involved with that. And then there's some other shady figures. And, and goofy figures as well. There's a, a, a there's a rival ra- racer named uh, Sophie. Uh, there's there's a sort of mysterious uh, fixer character named Thade. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, there's a goofy guy named Biff. Uh, you know, we had some fun with some of the side characters. That's that's also kind of the fun of writing a comic, uh, writing anything really, is that you can sort of just be like, 
I want this character to look like or sound like this and be like this. So that's sort of the the biography of uh, of the main characters. Who am I leaving out? I feel like I'm missing someone. I think you got all the main ones. Yeah. And plus, we got to when you're in a comic, you don't have to deal with budget constraints. So it's yeah. in terms of travel. So we could go all over the world if we wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at what point so, did yeah. you go? Oh. No, no, that's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, at what point did you kind of decide that Genghis Khan was going to be like, you know, I mean, really influence the story and be a part of the story? You know, that's a good question. I, I feel like we did, we sort of, we sort of uh, like tooled around with that idea. And, and in this case, I feel like we found some history that like Oliver found some, dug up some great history that sort of layered onto the story really well. And then that became like a great sort of a narrative, uh, you know, a, a, a sort of subtext or, or, or structuring uh, presence. Um, but I was always, I always like the idea in comics where you can sort of really do, you know, Oliver just mentioned the, you know, the lack of uh, budget concerns. It's like you can do a lot of things in comics that, don't quite make sense in in other media because you can't you can't sort of have that um, that sort of abstract element to it. Or in comics, you can have all kinds of funky things happen. You can have dreams and ghosts and different things that in a movie would look out of place. So I was very much drawn to the idea of like the parallel between or the or the overlaying of like Mongol imagery or like Mo- Mongol warriors and in this idea of like the that being the 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 sort of uh, context and sort of background of this story. So when we, and, 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 at the, and, it, and it could almost become more and more prominent as the story went on, as we got closer and closer to the, 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 the finish line of the race, that sort of was my, my sort of thing. You want, we wanted to do something that was a little bit, uh, special or different. And, you know, Genghis Khan obviously is prominent, but in, in terms of a historical figure, but it felt like a different thing. Yeah. I think as we were throwing ideas around, one of the things that came up was that if we're going to end in Mongolia, like if this is the original idea was this guy we met at a bar who took play, took part in this Mongol rally. So we kind of researched that and said, okay, if we end up in Mongolia, if that's the end point of the story, what's, what's significant about Mongolia. And we had the character and it was interesting to me uh, because I'm biracial. It was interesting. I thought, what if we make the character biracial and have that be part of it? And, and I thought, okay, well, if if she's going to Mongolia, what if she's half half Asian, half Mongolian, and um, and uh, uh, what what comes up when we start throwing that around, when we start exploring those ideas, and um, when I thought of Mongolia, you know, one of the first things that comes up to, to mind is Genghis Khan or Genghis Khan, however you want to pronounce it, and um, uh, we started you know looking into stories about Genghis Khan and. And there were some nice parallels in terms of sibling rivalry and and then also the the Mongol um, um, horseback, you know, armies racing across the desert started to feel like, oh, we've got cars racing across the desert and these Mongol warriors racing across the desert. Maybe there's some way we can kind of connect them. Um, and so it all it, it as as we explored it, 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 it kind of grew like it really wasn't it wasn't a thing where it was like. Um, we had that one idea and, and sort of, you know, hit it right off the bat. It was like a little idea here, a little idea here. And it kind of was iterative. We kind of grew more and more until it all started to feel like it was coming together. With Chris's art now, did he, did he just draw what you wanted or did he kind of add flourishes that you hadn't expected him to add? 
Well, I'll say for the characters, he really, for the most part, he just sort of like, he did it and like his, his instincts or his choices were like, I mean, we would describe the characters a little bit, obviously in the script, but, but you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you want to let the artist come up with a design as well. Um, but he, he, he knew sort of like a, he had a good, he has a very good feel for like what the characters should and could look like, in, particularly in juxtaposition to each other and sort of got that down pretty well. Uh, what I'll say about what was cool about working with him is, I mean, he's such a pro in the sense that you could, you could, he understood what we were doing in, the, in each page. I think our, our training like, on how to write comics got us thinking, trying to think to make it, make the script as clear as possible in terms of like almost like a blueprint. But at the same time, the blueprint makes it sound very like mechanical, like you have to do it this way. And he would, he would sort of come up with, you know, engaging or interesting ways to do things. Or sometimes our script would maybe not be totally clear or as clear as we thought. And he would actually make it better by maybe inserting a little panel or, or figuring out some way to combine something in such a way that the, the art, really sort of was more vibrant than almost we had could imagine. And so that was yeah. really the key when you, when you, you know, when you work with an artist that really knows not so much that you don't have to give them any direction, but they, they can figure out, they, they can figure out how to balance a page. And, and Chris is definitely one of those guys who can do that. Yeah. We, we had it scripted down to the panel, you know, that was part of Ty's classes was what sorts of panels how, um, uh, work for what type of action, for what type of, story element or that sort of thing how many panels are they uh what size are they what orientation are they and and what does it mean you know to to go from this type of panel to this type of panel what kind of effect are you trying to achieve so we were trying to apply all of that thinking so we had it scripted down to the panel but we also made it clear when we gave the script to chris was you know uh this is just our idea of what we think will work um and then like daniel said as chris was doing it he he might say, I kind of I had a better idea for how how you could how this might work, whatever it happened to be. Um, and uh, so he was we gave him sort of um, like he had he had like um, the, the ability to do yeah. that. Yeah. He's a pro. You know what he was doing. So. Was oh, yeah. 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 And we trusted him. Like that was the thing is we didn't go in saying we wrote it. It's got to be 100 percent exactly what's in the script. We trusted that no, he's he's been doing this a while. <laughs> he probably he probably knows better than we do what yeah. will work and what won't work and how to make something work. So we tried, like we we scripted it down to the panel, but then we we said, okay, but what do you think? You know, does this actually work? Um, now with the uh, did you did you take the book to Ty afterwards to show him? Not yet. I mean, we tried. Ty's so busy. I know we we tried at one point during the writing process, uh, we reached out and said, do you have time to take a look at our script and, and let us know what you think? Um, and he said, sure, but he got super busy and then we got really busy and, 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 uh, so it just, it just never came together. Um, the um, pandemic, the pandemic didn't help. And I think also, unfortunately yeah. he's, I think he's doing okay now, but he's been going through some health issues a lot, so bit. Yeah. but it would have been great. And under normal circumstances, I'm sure we would have had some hard copies, I mean, I would have driven out to his house and, and yeah. handed it to him, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it, it never really worked out that way. I'm hoping that eventually when we're back on sort of some sort of normal, I mean, I know we're getting there, but when we're back sort of hopefully doing some conventions and such and, you know, hopefully yeah. I'll be able to see him and we'll be able to hand him a book. 
and we made sure to thank him. You know, he's right up in the front of the book in the in the thanks because he really taught us, you know, yeah. how to how to do part like like I said, part of the whole inspiration for doing the book was let's try to actually do some of the stuff that Ty's been teaching us. Mm-hmm. Who came up with the title? Because it's uh, pretty clever. Uh, who's going to take credit for that? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a joint thing. I think we yeah. kind of threw ideas around. We kind of like puns, and I think we had <laughs> there was a period I f- I forget. After we'd finished the script, or maybe not, near the end of the scripting process, I think there was a period where we were, we were both throwing uh, uh, titles back and forth and then tweaking titles and going, oh, I like that one, but how about this? Yeah. Oh, I like that. How about this? This one was this one was the Genghis Khan for a little while, and I and then it, and then it felt like it was like that. You know, remember in the social network where he says, you know, what's cooler than Facebook, or it's, it should just be <laughs> the Facebook, it's just Facebook. That's where, that's where we got to it. Instead of the Genghis Khan, just Genghis Khan. That's where. Yeah. And it's going to be bigger than Facebook. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just just don't have the same problems that Facebook yeah, has. Yeah. <laughs> There's no political misinformation in this book. <laughs> One of the things I'm interested in, you know, because after reading it, I mean, I think that you like to play with the characters a lot. I think you like to kind of introduce them as one thing, but, but really help grow them. Was that, was that very intentional from the start? Well, I'd say so. Like, I think mm -hmm. I I remember once some of our earlier conversations together where we were bouncing ideas around, we really liked, you know, um, stories about criminals and, (laughs) and uh, con artists, con artists and, and uh, and people who aren't what they seem uh, or either they aren't what they seem to other people or they aren't what they seem to themselves. You know, um, I think that's definitely something that that was like a, a common kind of interest for both of us. Yeah, and I think I think, you know, to a certain extent, you can't it's almost like you can't resist that you want to the idea of trying to make a create an emotional arc. Whereas, you know, it's, it's, you know, I get, I get sometimes as a knee jerk, like, oh, we don't want to just have the happy ending, but, you know, there is something, to, it's very satisfying to figure out a way to, to fit the pieces together in such a way that, like, yeah, the characters are one way and reveal a different way. And it, and it, and it like, it, when at its best, and I won't say, I mean, I hope our, our book works, I hope Genghis Khan works like this, it comes naturally from the story. The mechanics of the story are one way and the characters sort of feel their actions sort of fit into that. So, you know, finding where the the voice of the character and how they were going to act or react to situations was sort of part of the challenge and also part of the fun. And then when you hit on that moment, you know, someone I'm hoping that when someone turns the page and sees the, uh, you know, X, Y, Z, I won't spoil the moments. It's kind of like, yes, that's a, you know, it's, it's surprising, but inevitable. That's that old, that old adage, you know, when you're trying to write a good story, it's like, so when the characters are revealing themselves, it, it 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 makes sense, but it's also like it 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 kind of comes as uh, a bit of a surprise, and that and that that always felt very satisfying when we were writing it. Like, oh yeah, that's a good that's a good bit right there. I remember we were uh, one thing we would often say when we were bouncing the script back and forth was like where where possible if it's something that we've seen before, let's not do that. <laughs> if it's something that I can say, oh yeah, this is like that movie, or this is like that yeah. TV show, or that comic. If it's something we've seen done before. Let's try to, at the very least, tweak it in some way. Do something slightly different. 
I don't know if we did it. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was, do. but it was definitely something that kind of motivated us throughout. Yeah. Was there any characters or any scenes which you guys kind of saw completely different? They had to find a, a, um, a compromise? Well, that's a good one. Yeah, I well, think so. I mean, I'm trying to remember some of the earlier drafts. Because like Daniel said, it started off like half the length <laughs> than yeah. it is now. Uh, uh, let me think. Um, I feel like there were many. I feel like it, I can recall the later stages when we got into the dialogue and we're really trying mm-hmm. to figure out like how best to phrase things or how to work. I, I, I feel like I, <laughs> I, had, I, had, I, had, I had lots of very specific ideas or like rhythm and pattern of like dialogue that I liked. Um, but I can't think of that's a good question. Good. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we ever really like disagreed. disagreed. Yeah, yeah. It was it was more like um, uh, in that process I mentioned where I would take one section and he would take another and then we would swap in doing that swapping. We would give each other feedback on the other person's thing. And the feedback would usually be like questions or suggestions like, oh, I'm not sure why this is happening or. Or what if this happened instead of that? And we never really like outright disagreed on it. It was just more like, oh, okay. And we take take those notes and then take them back and 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 work on them um, uh, individually. Uh, and then we would kind of at, at a certain point we stopped working individually on bits because we had a full script uh, in whatever state it was in, and we kind of would go through it um, with either individually or with together in coffee shops and stuff like that and um yeah it was never like a lot of it was uh uh like on one side it was like the level of of dialogue like what daniel just talked about and on the other extreme it could be like character motivations like why why is this character doing this like does it make sense for this character to do this yeah and and then if i remember there were some points i can't remember the exact details but i remember there were some points where i thought okay if we're not sure why this is happening, that actually affects six or seven earlier things because it's a it, it, there's a whole thread of actions tying into one another. So, you know, you're right. This doesn't make sense here, but then that means we have to change this, 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 and this earlier on. Um, so uh, it's a constructive process. Is basically the yeah. ultimate, is that even if we had a quote unquote disagreement or something where a, a questioning sort of oh, why would why would you write it this way? Then it would sort of, you know, unravel something that would say, oh, you know what, back here we should change this. And then now yeah. we'll add this to sort of make that clear. And then, yeah, then you I mean, that's really how the writing collaboration has to work to a certain extent, because otherwise, you know, it's it's all it's just a roadblock. You don't get anywhere. Yeah. And we, we both kind of like nobody felt at least I, I never had the impression that either of us felt more ownership over it than the other. It was like, you know, this is totally a collaboration like we're we're absolutely and that goes back to the original goal that original night out where we were just we got excited about the story idea and about the idea of working together so it's just like we just want to we just ultimately we want to work together and see what comes see what comes of it as opposed to you know i i really want this panel to look like this <laughs> yeah uh so it, we never really i can't recall ever having mm-hmm. like actual disagreements where it's like i want this no i want this yeah. and now what do we do like we never really had that fisticuffs that's what you do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> rock paper scissors yeah rock, paper, scissors. well it does feel like one person's voice which i think is a compliment when two people have written it 
Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. So what's what's next for you guys? Especially, I mean, so the books in the books in my hands. You know, what is next besides you know coming on this podcast? Well, I, I'm excited to. I, I'm very excited for that. I'm going to jump in here. I'm, I'm very excited that basically we're going to have a launch event uh, next Saturday, November 20th, in Toronto. Uh, I, I realize that maybe you know you've got listeners that are not in Toronto, but uh, we'll be at the Toronto Reference Library at the at the the TCAF shop, the Toronto Comic Arts Festival shop that's on the ground floor of the Toronto Reference Library, uh, page and panel. And so we'll be there on Saturday afternoon, uh, signing books and you know, they'll be for sale. Uh, so very much excited about that. Uh, and then, like I said, I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that we get, you know, the, get into some conventions next. And, and, uh, I don't know if we're going to go all the way out. You guys are out in Alberta, right? That's right. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get out to, there anytime soon, but, uh, but I know Alex, I know Renegade Arts will be there. They'll be, they'll be selling the book and we hope to do a lot of stuff, uh, in Ontario for sure. Uh, cause this is kind of the part that, that, I, I was excited for this, and it's and to a certain extent, it's too bad that it kind of coincided with obviously the 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 our global situation. But it was very much like that was the one of the impetus was like really want to be you know be at conventions and be sort of out there and and like talking about our book and and selling it and just sort of it's exciting. I don't know I, for me, it's very exciting. Yeah, like it's I'm like I mentioned earlier, I'm just feeling very grateful, and I'm uh, I'm hoping that that the book finds its audience in some way, you know, I, uh, I think that's the ultimate goal for any book is to find a home, you know, um, once you put it out there, it's out of, it's out of your hands. So, you know, it's amazing to me that a publisher, you know, wanted the book (laughs) and is willing to, you know, do all the things publishers do distributing marketing. Mm -hmm. And then, then after that, I'm just very, uh, 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 hopeful uh, i'm hoping that that the book finds an audience of some sort that somebody picks up the book and enjoys it and um that would be that would be the the ultimate kind of end uh of this whole thing oh and, oh and also if anyone from hollywood is interested i already wrote <laughs> i already wrote the screenplay adaptation so you know even even more action even more stuff in there I, i'm telling yeah. you if that's if that's if everyone's interested i'm ready to go yeah if you know anyone well, i hope you guys get that <laughs> yeah absolutely what's not to like car racing horses are involved con woman criminals international stuff it's you know it's great the budget would have to be huge but i think mean, it's right there. could could we get like the john wayne hologram back back for con like just like let him <laughs> yeah, reprise yeah. this role yeah, <laughs> yeah we need we need to get we'll, we'll we'll resurrect some we'll get Yul Brenner and uh, and John Wayne <laughs> some real some real authentic uh, real authentic uh, Mongol uh, yes. actor. That's the that's really that's the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys think that you'll be writing something together again soon? Yeah, we haven't you know closed the door on that. That was something we talked about uh, not too long ago. I think Alex asked us about that alex from renegade um was are we considering doing uh uh another another book with these characters because um uh uh you know we uh, i won't give away the endings but we kind of we we wrote it in such a way that it could it could continue um 
mm-hmm. uh, if we wanted to. So we, we definitely haven't shut the door on that. Um, mm-hmm. This has also been going on for so long. Like we originally, the you know, um, uh, wrote the script so several years ago. So it's kind of like you're reading something that you wrote, whatever it was now, seven years ago. Uh, at, like we worked on it for a year. So I guess it was seven or eight years ago. Um, and we're both, you know, um, we both have full-time jobs and, and we're both, you know, writers and, and working on our own things. But, um, yeah, we, we definitely would. I mean, we, we, mm-hmm. we managed to get this done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, I feel like it's a, it's, um, a lucky thing. Like when I think back on it, like it, as Oliver said, it took a while to get this project finished, but it was a lucky thing that we met and, and we sort of were in a, in a, a, a local comic scene of like, people that were sort of in the same boat as us trying to trying to find their voice, trying to find their art style, trying to find their writing style, trying to find a, a story they wanted to tell and getting involved in, you know, some of the anthologies and stuff and, and, and seeing really testing the limits of what we could do in terms of like, well, okay, we wrote a five page story, read an eight page story. What if we wrote a, a 20, an issue, a 22 page story? What if we really went for a, you know, a big, a bigger thing, a 50 page story, you know? So it's been interesting to sort of, push it in that regard and i think in the intervening years uh, like oliver mentioned he's he's published a, a collection of uh, uh seven strange tales i'll let you talk about that and, and i've done a story called point man that i'm very proud of and so other stuff has kind of come together um but we haven't had a chance yet to come back and work together i mean it's it's always there because it's because even just thinking about it like just you know sometimes the mood strikes and you're just like wouldn't it be fun to i don't know do something or this and if the, if the right idea comes along, I think, uh, yeah, Oliver and I know now we can work together. And even though the coffee shop we used to go to is gone now, it's been <laughs> something else, I'm sure we can figure out some place to hang out and, and work on it. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, uh, like the book, the book itself, it's, it's a, it's a really engaging read. You know, it moves briskly, you know, as does the race. And I think that, you know, you can't ask for much more than that from a, from a comic. So I'll let everybody, uh, you know, hopefully everybody reads it and they and they make their own, you know, find their own decisions. But hopefully they all enjoy it. And I want you guys to, uh, you know, tell where they can find the book and how they can keep up with you. Well, as you mentioned, uh, the book should be in stores now. Uh, you can find more information, on, you know, all of our, anything about Genghis Khan. You can find it at GenghisComics.com. We're updating the site as, with as fast as we can. We'll have a link. You know, to yours, to your podcast once it's ready to go. Um, so GingusComics.com. I'm on Twitter at aka underscore Reynolds and I'll be putting up all kinds of information there. Uh, and Oliver, you can fill, fill them in as well. Yeah. I'm on, uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Oliver Ho. Um, and, uh, yeah, on GingusComics.com, there are also links. I think if you go to OliverHo.ca, there's a link to my, other book, uh, comic, the, um, seven strange stories. Uh, that's what Daniel mentioned. That's a, uh, mm-hmm. a project where I wrote, uh, seven short story scripts and then collaborated with five local artists. Um, most of them, um, if not all of them, I think were also, uh, uh, um, uh, people I met through, uh, the classes with, um, with Ty. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. all. Yeah. 
Sorry, anything else? <laughs> I just say it's all there. Like I said, GengisComics.com will have all the links you need for the prospective reader slash book. <laughs> and we'd love to, you know, hear from if people end up reading the book and enjoying it. You know, please feel free, reach out, let us know. Um, we'd love to see pictures of our book in the wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Getting out for some air, exactly. You know, perhaps in yeah. Mongolia, that would be even better. Yeah, our, it'd be awesome to see our book in a in a rally car in yeah. somewhere. We need a, to get a hashtag a hashtag going. That's the next. That's the next. <laughs> we need a hashtag. <laughs> well, wonderful guys. I I I wish you all the best. I hope that everybody who's listening is uh, is a supporter of the book. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Well, you're welcome, and uh, thank you. It was a great time, and we look forward to uh, to reading more from you and uh, to talking to you again sometime, hopefully running into you at a convention. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot. And for, the listeners if, oh, and for the listeners, if you want to support this podcast, uh, you can do so right now on Kickstarter uh, through the Kings of the Strip Kickstarter. Um, so that's uh, one other thing. First, uh, get these fine gentlemen's book, then support the Kickstarter. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.